Hello, and welcome back to I Listen to Everything, the podcast where we break down music genres and listen to music of that music genre. Um, I am once again alone today. This is my second solo episode um, because my partner in crime is back to work. We just came back from a little vacation. We went to a wedding in Vancouver, and when we were there, we went to Gastown, and there was a particular store, I think it was called Vinyl Records, and they had these t-shirts that had a list of a bunch of different music genres. It was really, really cool. Andrew did purchase the t-shirt for me, which is very nice of him, and I will take a picture of it and share it on Instagram, but uh, I was looking at the t-shirt, and we actually ended, we actually did a lot of the genres that were listed on that t-shirt already. My goal is to do all of them, so we will one day, well, we hopefully will cover all music genres. I don't know how many are there in the world, but definitely all the ones on that t-shirt for sure. But this is our third spooky episode for the month of October. And the genre that I'm going to be talking about today is called Witch House, which sounds like it could be like a house genre but it actually has a not too much in common with actual house music and it has a lot more in common with hip-hop which i'm going to talk about today so witch house is a micro genre of electronic music and it's characterized by high-pitched keyboard effects as well as heavily layered bass lines and trap style drum loops so already we see the connection with hip-hop with the trap style drum loops and the reason we're talking about Witch House today is because Witch House is a very, like, I would describe it as, like, a very, it's great music to listen to while you're alone. So, <laughs> so the fact that I'm doing this solo today, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of works out because it's very, like, moody and, like, dark. It has a lot of occult and gothic themes, especially the visual aesthetics, which often include things like witchcraft, shamanism, terror, and horror-inspired artworks and collages or photos. And they'll also often use things like hidden messages and unicode symbols in, like, their titles and their song titles, uh, as well as triangles and crosses, which apparently is, might be a form of gatekeeping to keep the genre more underground. So it started out as a very underground genre, and it's still not that popular today. Because when you use things like Unicode symbols and triangles and things like that, these are not things that you can easily search because a standard keyboard won't have you know, a way to type those in. At least that's what I understood from that. And the influences of which house, uh, like I said, has little in common with actual house music, because house music has a much more up-tempo beat, and this is not very up-tempo music. Uh, it actually uses techniques from a genre of hip-hop called Chopped and Screwed. And Chopped and Screwed is a genre that involves remixing music by slowing down the tempo and DJing. So that's where we get the slower tempo, tempo for this genre. It's a genre that developed in the Houston hip-hop scene in the 90s by an artist called DJ Screw. And I've never actually heard this of this genre before, but that's going to be really interesting to talk about in a future episode because, yeah, it just sounds like something that I would probably enjoy. Other genre elements are also used, for example, from things like ethereal wave, noise, drone, and shoegaze. So very, like experimental like I don't know dark I guess like dark music is what I would call it as well 
Um, some artists will also release like slowed down and backmasked versions of pop and hip hop songs. Backmasked, it's hard to say, means that it's recorded backwards. And the genre is also influenced by the Cocteau Twins. We talked about them in the Hyperpop episode. And it's also influenced by a lot of industrial and experimental bands, uh, bands like Psychic TV and Coil. So the main characteristics are the hip hop drum machines, the noise atmospherics, the creepy samples, that's where it gets that like spooky vibe, the dark synth pop melodies, uh, the dense reverb, and the heavily altered, distorted, and pitched down vocals. Um, The genre gained popularity in the early 2010s because of a renewed interest in individually produced electronic music. So a lot of, you know, ways of making electronic music became a lot easier then. And also the internet subcultures. So when I think of uh, Witch House, I think a lot about... Well, actually, the reason I want to talk about this genre is because of a band called Crystal Castles, which I was a huge fan of their music when they first came out. The first time I heard them was in a show called um, Skins. It was a very popular British show for teenagers at the time when I was in high school around 2007 to 2010. Um, And yeah, they played a song by the band Crystal Castles and I was like, oh, I love this music. So then I looked them up. I bought all their CDs, was a huge fan. And then... If you don't know what happened to Crystal Castles, we're not going to be playing their music today because there's two members of the group. Um, One of them is Alice Glass, who's amazing and amazing performer and just artist in general. And then the other one, who's not a bad artist, uh, he unfortunately did terrible things to Alice Glass. And so she does not, she has said before that she hopes that her fans don't listen to Crystal Castles anymore because she doesn't even get any because she doesn't even get any royalties from that music anymore. So we're not going to play Crystal Castles today, but they're definitely a pretty good example of this music. They're not just described as Witch House, but a lot of their music, they're probably the most popular band that's described as Witch House. But we'll be playing a lot of other artists today that perfectly describe this genre. So yeah, so internet subcultures from blog sites like Tumblr. So this is another big thing. Tumblr was is definitely in my mind associated with witch house and this kind of music, especially with the things like um, Unicode symbols and triangles and things like that. That was a huge thing in Tumblr back in the day. And this would be around the time that I was listening to witch house and I was frequently on Tumblr Tumblr back then. It was like the years 2010 to 2014. Uh, Other similar genres that gained popularity on Tumblr are things like sea punk and vaporwave. Vaporwave is another genre that we spoke about in the city pop episode but we haven't actually talked about that genre by itself so we'll do that one day so the origins of this genre of witch house um the name actually started out as a joke by uh, an artist who goes by the name of picture plane but his actual name is travis edgity there was an article that was released on pitchfork where he said that myself and my friend shams were joking about the sort of house music we make calling it Witch House because it's like occult-based house music. I did this best of the year thing with Pitchfork about Witch House. I was saying that we were Witch House bands and 2010 was going to be the year of Witch House and it took off from there. But at the time when I said Witch House, it didn't even, it didn't even really exist. So he kind of just coined the term, I would say. Um, and after it was mentioned in Pitchfork, everyone started using it and it brought the genre into existence. Although the term is disputed among a lot of artists who 
feel that it is a false label, but this happens all the time in music. A lot of artists don't like labeling their music, but we label it because this podcast is about music genres and we need to label things to talk about them. Um, Okay, so that's pretty much what I have about like the history of it. There wasn't too much because this is, again, this is like an underground genre and, and it's a bit of a newer genre as well, only starting in around the years like 2007, 2009. So I did a little bit more research and I found an article from Pitchfork that was released in the year 2010 called Ghosts in the Machine. And so this is like when uh, when Witch House was becoming really popular. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this article because I wanted to get like a perspective from the time that it was happening. So it's the article starts off with a quote from Christopher Dexter Greenspan of the band O. Uh, it's pronounced O, but the spelling of it and this is like a one, another one of those like weird spellings of Witch House. The spelling of, of this group or this of the artist's name is lowercase o, capital O, lowercase o, and then two capital O's. So that's how it's kind of, it kind of sounds like it would be pronounced as ooh, but it's pronounced O. <laughs> it looks very spooky the way it's written. But anyways, so in the article, he's talking about how Local music scenes aren't as important anymore because a lot of music development happens online. And we've spoken about this for many genres in the years like the end of the 2000s and the start of the 2010s. And up until now, a lot of music development and music sharing, things like that is happening online, of course. So this is the same thing for Witch House. It's a very online genre. And we even talked about this in the last episode with Horrorcore. The internet is really transforming the way music is made and listened to. Uh, for so many different genres and in so many ways. And at the time, in 2010, they were actually calling this genre not Witch House. They were calling it Drag, as well as Witch House. So, and Drag is described as a group of young, geographically scattered artists exploring ghostly, slow-moving electropop. I think that's a perfect description of this genre because it is very ghostly and like spooky and i don't know how else to describe it and then like the electro pop thing because a lot of artists in the genre are also described as electro pop artists and drag is a reference to actually drag is a reference to screwed and chopped hip-hop it was first used to describe an artist called salem who used chopped and combined with spooky synths and vocals to create that like eerie cavernous sound that we get with witch house And there are also some dub, goth, current, electro, ambient house elements that we see in the genre as well. And each artist has their own unique sound. So in the article, they describe artists like Balam Acab as rudimentary dubstep. Uh, The group O that I talked about earlier as a very like ethereal and sample heavy artist. And then White Ring is a more darker edge of synth pop. But all the tracks are very beat-driven and slow. So that was something we talked about earlier with like the slower tempo in this genre. The vocals are not really as prominent and usually they're manipulated. So that was something that was definitely done in Crystal Castles. Alice's glass voice was often manipulated as well as Ethan Calf, I, I believe. Um, it's not necessarily... So in the article, there's a quote where it says, it's not necessarily techie music, but there's a human quality to, this song, to these songs. Uh, but it's ghostly and distorted, as if the tracks themselves are haunted. So that's where you get that like spooky feeling as well. Um, the vocals are often manipulated to have like that ghostly, uh, witchy feel, I guess you could say. 
And hip-hop is an important influence on this genre. So Robin Carolan of 20 Jazz Funk Greats, which I believe is a recording company, uh, says that hip-hop is commercial, but when you get down to the nitty-gritty, it's sonically very strange. I like this quote because it makes me think of what we talked about in terms of like experimental and alternative hip-hop and how it's getting weird. Um, And the fact that she said that, that, that when you get down to like what hip-hop is it is very strange especially with all the samples and things like that Uh, and witch house as well is a very strange genre so then i i wanted to see you know what's happening with witch pop witch pop what's happening with witch house nowadays and i found another article this one is written in 2020 so three years ago now but it's from the website so it's from medium written by clara steamer the article is called witch house the ghostly genre of the music industry And it's sort of talked about like the history of Witch House a little bit and how it actually emerged from the electronic music scene in Denver, Colorado. And the most notable producer was Picture Plane. So the artist that we talked about before, um, Travis Edgety, who coined the term, he moved to Denver and he became interested in experimental and noise music. And he attended Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. And he was a part of where he became a part of a group a hip-hop group called Thinking in Circles. And then he moved into a DIY artist space called Rhinoceropolis in 2006. And then, and that's when he started creating this like weird, unique kind of music, which didn't have a name at the time. In 2009 is when he was interviewed by Pitchfork and he coined the term, which then birthed a bunch of new witch house groups. So we did talk about O and White Ring, Salem, but there was groups like Crimes, and that's Crimes spelt with a three instead of an E, Purity Ring, Gucci Hoochie, I think that's how you would say that, but the U is is with a V, uh, Crystal Castles, Holy Other, a bunch of different artists started to pop out at the time. And the music started to be played at, you know, rave parties, warehouses, and I feel like this is why you hear these you we heard the band crystal castles in skins because they would go to a lot of rave parties and things like that in the show and then in popular music festivals as well so Lollapalooza, austin city limits glastonbury and a lot of these artists were experimenting with sounds to sort of rebel against the music industry so i guess this is why it's more of a underground genre and also the way that music was made so artists because of you know this affordable technology They now had access to a recording studio and, you know, they could easily use their computers, which everyone had at that point, or their phones. And with programs like GarageBand, Fruity Loops, we talked about Fruity Loops in the Mumble Rap episode when we talked about SoundCloud Rap. A lot of rappers were using this as well. And other tools as well. It gave artists a lot of creative control. And Witch House, the sound of it is described as freedom, magical menacing dark beautiful with little to no lyrics but with an unrecognizable with little to no lyrics with an unrecognizable voice in the background and i find it funny that they describe it as like freedom and magical is like we talked about giving the artist how the artist had creative control so i feel like that goes hand in hand and a lot of people of course didn't take it seriously especially since the term witch house was started out as a joke as a joke and this hurt a lot of artists' careers. And a lot of people criticize it, of course, for the occult images that we've seen in the other two genres we talked about. And so it began to die down, especially because Witch House 
isn't a great kind of style of music to be heard live. I guess that's why you would mostly hear it like at a, a rave party or something like that. It's not something that, you know, you would go see in concert. Um, most witch house, so in the article they say, most witch house artists on stage look like a bunch of amateurs performing for open mic night. And see, they say this, but I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily agree. I've never seen one of these artists live. Maybe they are really good live. Uh, but the influence of witch house can be seen in a lot of very popular artists nowadays. So even in the beginning of the 2010s with albums like like the Yeezus album by Kanye West, as well as the song Dark Horse by Katy Perry that had a like a witchy, witchy house, vi- witch house vibe. Artists like ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott, who have a darker theme in their music. Uh, Charlie XCX as well, which we talked about in Hyperpop, another very like internet culture genre. Um, and then Billie Eilish. So Billie Eilish, I think, is the, the biggest example of how witch house had influence her music there's a lot of occult themes in her music and according to the article she pretty much makes witch house and revived the genre but she doesn't call it witch house she calls her music dark pop because she doesn't want to be associated with the genre due to the criticism associated with it so calling it dark pop allows it to be you know very mainstream um yeah which is interesting so it's like Billie Eilish wanted to be, or I don't, I honestly don't know Billie Eilish's story, but it seems like, you know, she wanted to be a pop star, I guess, and became very popular. Whereas other artists in Witch House are a lot more underground and I guess don't really want to be very popular. Could be wrong about that, but that seems, that's the vibe I'm getting from what my research has shown me. Without further ado, let's listen to some Witch House. Let's get into some spooky, witchy, ghostly vibes. So the first track that I'm going to be playing is called Burnout Eyes by the artist O. That's how it's pronounced, but it's not how it's spelled. It's not spelled O-H. It's spelled O-O-O-O-O with varying degrees of capital and lowercase letters. Um, But this is from the 2010 EP for that artist. So let's play that. We've got those trap beats, that sort of like manipulated voice in the background. It does sound very spooky and ethereal to me. And also the album art for this is very like spookyish. It looks like a someone wearing a long gown and their arms are up as if they're like, you know, kind of like a possessed person, I guess. Very spooky atmosphere. So the next track we're going to play is called Seabirds moon in brackets uh by the artist balam acab and this is from the album sorry from the ep called seabirds as well from the year 2010. 
So those are definitely very haunting vocals we caught there at the end. And the sound itself, you know, very slow tempo, very eerie. Uh, I like that one a lot. That was cool. Okay. Uh, the next one on our playlist here is called 3.51 AM. This is another one by the artist O. And it's from the album Without Your Love from 2013. short song we played like almost half of it there um but yeah i get like i see the hip-hop in well i hear the hip-hop influences and uh, that one was cool as well a lot of these groups i've never heard of before i actually didn't really know much about witch house before i started this shot the the research for this genre the only ones i had ever heard of were crystal castles and mr kitty and both <laughs> both the groups have some controversial past so we won't be playing any of those today but the other ones are really cool so it's fun it's fun to explore this genre together okay so the next one we're gonna play is called suffocation by white ring this is from the 2010 album called suffocation sounds very scary to me and the vocals are very manipulated it sounds very menacing i think that's a good word to describe it um we have another one by white ring next and this is from the album black earth that made me that made me sorry in 2011 it's called ixc99 another weird title <laughs> I like the description of this artist that says, 
White Ring makes bleak yet beautiful electronic pop songs. Definitely very bleak, especially with the lyrics. You can't really hear it, but she's saying, my face is falling off. That's what she's repeating over and over again. Um, yeah, and then we have another... Sorry, no. That was all that we're going to play by White Ring. The title, I said IXC99, but it's actually three nines. Nine, nine, nine. My apologies. Uh, okay, next one we're going to play is by the artist Crimes. Crimes with a three. And... The song is called Lost. It's off the, the it's off the Stay Ugly EP from 2013. interesting to me. Oh, I'm going to play the next part because it sounded like there was a little beat coming. This song is interesting to me because it sounds like Crystal Castles. And like I said, I really liked Crystal Castles. So the vocals, especially the way that they're manipulated, there is a lot of Crystal Castle songs that were like that. And this is definitely a song that like I could I, that sounds familiar to me, even though I've never heard it before, because it just, it brings me back to that period of like scrolling Tumblr and listening to this kind of music. So yeah, that was Crimes. We'll play another one by Crimes. This song is called Still Going. The sound of that was so nostalgic. I feel like I've definitely listened to this group before, but I just don't remember. Um, and also the album art for this, it just reminded me because they're, they're, it's like, I guess it's the two members of the group and there's like a space background behind them, which reminded me, I don't know if any of you from the Tumblr days remember, of these like leggings that used to be really popular around the time, around that time. Um, that were like full of stars and like space graphics. <laughs> they were super popular in that era. Um, definitely a very like Tumblr era 2010 to 2014 kind of vibe. Um, yeah, so that was Crimes. Okay, we definitely should listen to Salem because I feel like that's a big artist in terms of Witch House, especially with the name of the group, Salem, referring to 
The Salem Witches, I assume. But this song, the next one we're going to play, is called King Knight from the King Knight album from 2010. very haunting um and the album art definitely reminds me of like tumblr aesthetics and visuals there was a whole thing on tumblr of like very dark um and i guess witchy sort of collages that i go hand in hand with witch house as a music genre because a lot of the artwork that i'm seeing reminds me of like the tumblr days and we'll just play another one by salem we'll play one from the from the album frost the song is called Frost. This one is actually from hip-hop influences for this group and it does say that in their bio it says fusing delicate electronic atmospheres with the slow but hard-hitting beats of southern rap so coming from the chopped and screwed hip-hop genre from houston i believe is what i said earlier yeah so that is the group salem we're just going to play a few more songs um i'll play one by the group holy other this is from the album with you and it is sorry the ep with you from 2011. reminding me of post-rock that like those atmospheric sounds and but i'd say witch house is a, definitely a lot more 
hip-hop influenced is what i've noticed so yeah that's interesting stuff that you i would have never thought about this if i didn't do the research for this genre i just before i you know learned about the genre i just think of it as sounds cool i like listening to it it's great for an october day you know um (laughs) but now that i know all the the background information it's really interesting to listen to it again from that perspective Another artist, actually, I do know the next artist that we're playing. I said I only know two Witch House artists, but I've heard of this one before. And I really like this artist. Their name is Pastel Ghost. And the reason I like them is because when I first heard them, it was right after I had heard about Crystal Castles and the scandal and everything like that. Um, And I was like, oh, they sound a lot like Crystal Castles. So I can hear that same sound, but but from another artist. So the next one we're going to play is called Dark Beach by the album Abyss from 2015. And this is, like I said, Pastel Ghost. vocals in this one a lot because that's what really reminded me a lot of Crystal Castles even though I would say Alice Glass is a lot more um intense in a lot of her songs um in a lot of the Crystal Castle songs I've listened to some of her solo stuff and it's a little bit different but she has I don't know apparently from what I've heard online her stage presence is just like like nothing anyone has ever seen before. And I always did want to go see them live, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't now because I've heard also from people who went to concerts that they noticed the strange behavior uh, from Ethan Kath, the other member of the group, who did terrible things to her. So, yeah. But Pastel Ghost, love it. I love the vibe it gives. It gives a very witchy, haunted atmosphere. But still has like a good beat. And that one was a little bit faster, actually. So I would say that's Witch House. That's what I have for Witch House. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode for today. um, Which is needed for me because it's been a long week. And I don't feel like spending all night editing. So, (laughs) But I hope you enjoyed the episode. I think we'll end, actually, with an example of the influence of Witch House. And I don't think Witch House has necessarily ended. I think it's just still very underground because a lot of artists are still making that kind of music. It's just, you know, not as popular as it was back then. But let's play a Billie Eilish song. We'll play one from her first album when we all fall asleep where do we go because i feel like that's probably the best example of like her darkest side don't quote me on that but i just that's what i can sense from the album cover at least so i'm going to play the song 
You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish. And definitely, like, the imagery is very dark for Billie Eilish's album art. Well, especially this one. Um, she looks very demonic. It's for the album from 2019. And I think the music videos as well. I remember seeing a clip of one where there's, like, black liquid coming out of her eyes or something. But yeah, so we'll play this song just to sort of see the influence. I, I wouldn't say the Billie Eilish... Because in the article that I read, they said she's basically making witch house music, which I don't agree with. But I can hear the influence. So let's just play that song. say that in my opinion the way she describes her music as dark pop makes more sense to me because that sounded more like a pop song but I don't know if that's because I know Billie Eilish as a pop artist maybe that's like skewing my perception of it but to me it I hear the influences for sure but I would I wouldn't say that that's witch house like you can hear the manipulation in her voice obviously and like the beat as well but yeah I think it's a bit different still but we can hear the influence from the Tumblr days, I guess you could say. <laughs> so that was Witch House, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I hope it gave you that like spooky, witchy, ghostly atmosphere for your October fall days. It's great music to listen to in the fall, I think, as well as, you know, horrorcore, doom metal, the genres we talked about in the last two weeks. And the last spooky episode, which will be next week, is one of my favorite genres of all time. So I hope you tune into that one. It's going to be super fun. And also, if you don't follow us on Instagram, if you have Instagram, um, I, I'm not very good at social media, but I do post like little artworks I make for like each episode that I make on Canva. It's nothing crazy, but I just have fun with it. So if you're interested in looking at that. But if you have any other ideas of what I could share on Instagram, if you do follow us on Instagram, please let me know. I'm open to suggestions. Oh, and the Instagram is at listentoeverything.pod. So follow us there. Um, I'll list it in the description as well. So with that being said, thank you for listening and catch you next time.